This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. Hi, guys, this is Jen Fairburns, and you are listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. Today, I am speaking to Drew Schapper. He is one of our own OMB members who has been crushing his alcohol free journey for the past 18 months. He's a dad, he's a husband. He's a musician, he's a writer, and he's extremely supportive within the OMB community. So we thought, what better person than to get onto our podcast than someone that is living the challenge right now. Without further ado, Drew Shepard. So um, I am just going to go ahead and introduce Mr. Drew Shaper. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very Thank good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I mean it's it's an absolute pleasure to have you um, have you with us. I mean you you've been crushing our one year no beer challenge for quite some time now, um, and it's just it's about time you get to come on our podcast. I mean it's <laughs> it's taken a while to get around to this, but th- so thank you for taking your time. No, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. Yeah. And I mean, as much as, um, you know, we have many wonderful ways of of describing you because you have had such a great impact on our our community. Uh, You contribute immensely uh, in your writing and the, the way you dedicate things and the way you've always been extremely vulnerable and open to sharing your journey, if you like. So, um thank you for that so instead of me explaining to people who you are (laughs) why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more and tell us who you are what you're doing and your af days etc and we'll start from there sure okay um so yeah my name's drew uh i live in melbourne australia i'm 37 i started with one year no beer in september uh 20 when was it 2018 it was now so um, I had a few false starts uh, early on. Um, yeah, I think I blipped, or no, I reset, sorry, uh, on day five, day three, day 11, day 70. And I always um, kind of went back to the beginning because I felt like, I don't know, I'm an extreme kind of character. And I, right, I felt but like you wanted to do eating. it. I know, you're going all <laughs> I wanted in. To, want I wanted to, to do it without, it. yeah, I wanted to have a, have a year of no beer, Um I really did. And I actually only signed up for the 28-day challenge initially. So, um, yeah, I was, um, I was a musician and um, working in like part-time academia and part-time music industry. So, it was quite like separate, like schizophrenic kind of life. Mm-hmm. And um, I just found myself drinking more and more um, regularly. Like I'd always been a binge drinker since I was about 13. Um, but in the last – in really – 2017 and 2018 I found myself kind of more 
habitually drinking and um, more chronically using um, alcohol and just it was my crutch it was what I looked forward to it was becoming a bigger and bigger feature of every day so I actually um, uh, decided to look up AA first and that was my first kind of port of call and I found it really like scary because I you know I took this like online test to um, kind of ascertain whether you're an alcoholic and I was like you know definitely an alcoholic and I didn't really want to hear that so I looked for something a little bit softer in the approach and sort of this sort of challenge aspect of one year Novia sort of um, appealed to me and so I signed up for the 28 day challenge and then um, yeah just kept going and I'm now I think day 520 I think I am wow. now so it's yeah, over 17 months <laughs> that is awesome. I'm definitely I have the full intention of never drinking again so yeah yeah that's awesome. And congratulations on your many, many days. I mean, the thing is, you're also being modest. You're, you're like, well, you know, academia and a little bit of music. So Drew is extremely eloquent. His writing is so inspiring. You know, we he gets the most engagement in our challenges group um, when he posts something because what he writes is so beautiful. He's had me in tears. Um, and he's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's extremely emotional. He's very good at his writing. So he's, he's more than a little bit of, a, you know, involved in literature. He, he's very good at writing. <laughs> Thank and, you. and he also said a little bit of a, a little bit of a musician, uh, a little bit of music. Not everyone gets invited or gets to get gets to play at South by Southwest in, in, in Texas. Let's just say that. So you have, you're more than a little bit of a musician. So you have lived quite the life. You know, you are young yeah. and you have all this going on. I mean, but but you felt like, right, I can do more. I can do better. I can feel better. My family's priority. Um, and and now you are just flying you're you're alcohol free and you've got big plans for the future mm, i do actually yeah it's a, it's been a, been a um great thing for me because uh, i i always used to write and i you know i loved writing but i, I sort of gave up because i i just um would get drunk and write nonsense and i was just sick of reading like garbled and like i've got these old notebooks um because I get home from a big night or whatever and start writing all these, you know, things, these lofty ideas that I'd have in the cab on the way home. And then I'd <laughs> read them the next day and I could hardly read them. I mean, my handwriting's terrible at the best of times, but this was just like absolute <laughs> nonsense. And I, I just got sick of the sound of my own drunken voice. So I stopped writing. And then as I started with One Year No Beer, one of the first emails was, you know, to sort of challenge yourself to do something different and replace a an old habit with a, um, you know, of drinking with something you've always wanted to do or, or something that, you know, whether it's sport or meditation or running or anything like that. So I set myself the, the task of writing daily and I just, um, I started doing it and then I thought, why not just be brave and post it on the group? That's what it's for. And instead of just keeping it to myself, just write it and actually share it and see, um, you know, be a little bit more bold. And I also felt like I'd kind of, alcohol turned me into a bit of a liar. Like I, I never did anything terrible. Like I never cheated on my wife or, you know, did anything like that. But it made me very dishonest. It made me, you know, withhold truth. I would not tell her when I was coming home. I'd stay out all night. And, you know, it just made me kind of very um, lax with telling her everything. So I thought like, I'd got myself into quite a lot of trouble with dishonesty. So I thought 
Um, the only way I was going to get out of that was by being honest. So I thought honest posts, post them and just, you know, try and be a bit more forthright and a bit more open. And that's been a big problem for me and that's not something I've ever been particularly good at. So the group's been really great for me, you know, and in Yeah, I was gonna out. ask a question about that. So when you do when you you know you 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 just took the ball by the horns and you posted it and you're like, let's see what happens. Like were you support, surprised or like what was the what did you feel getting all the feedback, all the posts and stuff? It, you know, is that part of the healing for you? Does that help you in the process of you know um, in your journey def- and stuff? Definitely. Well, I mean, obviously the writing itself was very cathartic and quite often I was dealing, I would sort of process it via, you know, writing so that it was hugely cathartic already. But I guess the thing that um, was really uh, fantastic about posting it was that I'd see all the comments saying, oh, that's so similar to my experience or, you know, I've had a very similar um, experience with alcohol or with partying or whatever. And, um, so I found straight away that uh, it made me feel much less isolated because I think that one of the traps of drinking is that you feel like you're the only person drinking like that and you're the only, you know, you're exceptional and you're a freak and you're an outcast yeah. and all this, um, those kinds of ideas. And they're not very, um, they don't really help you uh, heal and they don't help you quit drinking at all. I mean, I think that that's part of the trap is that it gets, you negative about yourself and you start spiraling and then your reasons to not drink become smaller and smaller and so you keep drinking and so posting was great because I just saw all these people that was going through exactly the same thing it put me in contact with people at similar like stages and it put me in contact with people who were five six hundred days into their um into their alcohol-free um journey and that was great too because it sort of made me go oh my god that's actually there are people here that have done it so it's yeah, doable I can do it yeah yeah, yeah it's doable yeah. I think yeah. and, and that's what's so amazing about our members who've been doing this for a while and, and who are posting much like you are doing now is that you're making it look obtainable for the people who are on day one or day seven and people who might have reset once or twice you know but it's just showing that they you know, they can do it. It just takes all the work, you know, and it's yeah. working commitment by, by sharing and posting uh, your, your story and your emotions, you are helping others, you know, and, and that will it, essentially, it just becomes this beautiful snowball effect of just, mm. you're, you're affecting other people at the same time, which is yeah. what we love about our community. And look, it's the first time in, in it's one of the few uh, areas in your life where you can talk about yourself and like feel like you actually are contributing and not just like banging on about, you know, your problems. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Um, so it's a nice, it's a nice, um, and, and the other thing that I wanted to do while I did that um, because I was aware of, you know, um, posting and I wanted to make sure that I commented on as many people's posts as I could and I gave back that way Um so really, those first few months, I really threw myself into the Facebook group, and I probably, you know, did my neck damage from looking at my phone the whole time. And you know, screen time was probably like I don't want to think about how many hours <laughs> I was spending on <laughs> screen time. Um, but I but it was a good anything, tool. It was a good tool for you. Yeah, and that's what we say. Yeah, because we, we do we do get that question a lot from people saying, well. You know, yes, alcohol is a bad habit, but so is social media. And, and you know, 
and it and sure it is you need to have a moderation with everything and sometimes like i know i take the little um, detox i mean we're not talking days here we're talking you know over the weekend or whatever but it's so important to have a little break but it's an incredibly important tool to have access to the forum and and the challenges right when especially when you were in the beginning of your journey because if you're not feeling strong yeah. enough and if you feel like you can dip into the information and, and the resources that are on there, right? Absolutely. And look, to be honest, it actually saved me a couple of times from from drinking. Like I, I remember my first gig because uh, I kind of, one of the things that I, I did initially was I just stopped doing everything. I was like, I can't be in pubs. I can't be in the old environments. And I just, um, I remember speaking to a few members who'd been there for a while and they just said, oh, those things will all be there. Your friends will be there. Gigs will be there. Pubs will be there. Just don't. Don't go there. So I think I, it was maybe six or seven weeks before I actually ventured out and I was like, I need to, you know, play music again and see, you know, how I go in, in that environment. And I, I remember it was like a 37-degree day, really hot night in Melbourne. Um, it was great, you know, like, old um you know uh beautiful place we were playing in right on the foreshore at melbourne looking over the bay it was beautiful like sunshine and all these like um you know pints of beer lining up the, <laughs> beer the window and, and it was so it was so enticing you know this like golden amber liquid shining in the sunlight and um i just really wanted one i was like i, I was only you know six weeks um af and I just uh, went into the toilet and sat on the cubicle and just like messaged the group and said, I really, I'm about to drink like I really am. And I just got like people straight away just saying, don't write it out, you know, just wait 20 minutes, see how you feel. And um, it was those kinds of things that, uh, you know, actually stopped me from derailing myself at various times. And I mean, I've done that the whole way through, you know, whether it's six months or a year or, you know, nearly 18 months. Sometimes you feel like you're going to buckle and, you know, the members are the people that um, make sure that I don't because I don't actually want to do it. And But, you know, I've been drinking since I was 13. I'm now 37. It's a long time of um, pretty recklessly abusing a drug and it's... Um, may take longer than you know just a year or just six weeks or whatever challenge is being done so i'm kind of prepared for that to go longer so i don't get down now when i get cravings i'm just like you know it's natural it's going to pass and so you you just get on the group i mean so and you find you still use the group for stuff like that you post like you know do you let you let people know right afterwards because i think i've seen some posts from you saying like this is really tough and and showing that vulnerability again that is just showing the human side you're not pretending anything you're not like okay look at me guys i've done 500 plus days i'm sorted now it's it's generally like you have to work on your your challenge still yeah i I still do i don't feel like i'm you know cured i feel like i'm more like recovery and still in a recovery phase still i don't feel like and I'm sort of like a bit, I don't know, I feel quite um, open to the idea that like it may be a lifelong or a 20-year, I don't know, I don't sort of worry about how long it's going to take. I just sort of, yeah, fall back on the group when I need it and um, I have needed it a little bit of late and I think that's partly um, the, you know, the whole lockdown situation and everyone going <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a heightened yeah. um everywhere it's flaring, flaring. Yeah. triggers 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 it's one of those exactly. action machines <laughs> yeah 
and even <laughs> this far and even this far in, I think you still get triggers, and you know you're still going to fall back on old old pattern kind of thinking. Well, so the, the moment the sun comes out, like especially up here in Scotland, but like we've had incredible weather, and it's like you, you get those feelings like oh, you know, all those memories that you've had of like good times, but then you go no, I mean I know my you know. I, I have my goals and I know my why nots and stuff. But I, mm. I wanted to ask you a little follow-up question on your challenge. Uh, have you? How has it been for you with, amongst your friends? Um, obviously, now we've been in lockdown for two months, so it's quite easy to not get <laughs> being influenced by people. But yeah. prior to to all this, um, how 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 did you? When did you tell your friends, or did you kind of were you open about it, or and how did they kind of receive your challenge news? Um. I was I was fairly open with some of my I was pretty open with everyone actually I kind of I had to be because I, I I was just out and about so much and had you know one night you can say oh, I'm not drinking tonight I'm driving but you know you can't do that sort of 360 nights in a row they <laughs> <laughs> start asking questions so um, I've got a a few friends that, uh, most of my friends are pretty. Um, heavy drinkers i've got a few uh friends i'm lucky actually i've got um a handful of really close friends who are actually uh all completely sober as well and um one very close friend of mine is actually seven years sober and he's been a great um person to lean on as well but my my really like tight-knit group and all the people i was playing in bands with and stuff like they're all still drinking for the most part so they were fine about it. They were mostly very supportive. I had a handful of people that were quite dismissive and, um, you know, threatened and, um, you know. But to be honest, I'm not really – they weren't real friends and they've kind of fallen by the wayside. All my, all my good friends have been actually quite supportive, so I haven't had too much open hostility. I've had to deal yeah. with the same, kind of, you know, the odd snide remarks and all that kind of stuff sure. that you get. But, yeah, I've been quite but- lucky in that regard. But just a little side note there for myself is like when you stop drinking, you realize how many of the people around you were your acquaintances and not your friends. They were your yep. friends that you would go out and party with, but like they weren't there for you when you had like a tough time. Then they didn't want to hear from you. They're like, oh, don't want to hear this bullshit. You know, go and be depressed elsewhere. But so when you cut that out, you realize it, it's like a natural filtering if you like natural mm-hmm. cle- cleansing almost yeah, I mean, it, it can exactly. be tough at first right it can be like yeah. oh but you worried you know but then you realize the people who matter i mean that is really when you start seeing it when you when you're going yeah. through something so fundamental that's really when you realize who's your true friends who will stand by yeah. you no matter what exactly and i think the other thing that was quite um interesting for me too was that uh i had this realization i, I think it was about just when I hit around day 400 or so, the people aren't don't care as much about your whole drinking as what you think. And initially I was so worried about what people would think and all this kind of stuff. But then I realized like they're wrapped up in their own things and problems and whatever and your drinking habits actually don't cross their minds that often. And so I had this wonderful liberating moment where I was like, no one gives, no one cares. No, no one actually cares what you're doing. Like just do your own, run your own race, <laughs> forget about it. Like they've got their own issues. They don't care about you, you know. Yeah, true. And so, you know, I, I found that um, actually really liberating because I was like, no, I'm, I'm at a bar, I'm playing music, whatever, and I felt very shy about, you know, going and asking for, you know, soda water or um, 
pints of water and for stage and that, that kind of thing initially because, you know, the first thing they do is offer you beers. But no one's batted an eyelid, to be honest, and I just figured that, like, so much of it was actually in my own head and it's yeah. actually a simpler what kind of things was I using to justify drinking? And I think that the social pressure aspect of it was um, I was kind of um, exaggerating that so I could keep drinking. And I've had to face a few of those kinds of tougher truths about my own behaviour and that's been kind of good, liberating in a lot of ways. Right. I mean, it's a journey of this, isn't it? I mean, it's not like... Mm. It, it starts with removing the alcohol, you know, from your life because that's the end goal because it does a lot of damage to us both in both body and mind. But essentially what you go, what you what you sign up to when you sign up to challenge is completely changing your whole being, really. You know, we're yeah. learning to find out who you are, what, you know, what really fires you up. And finding those passion and having a, a lot of fun without the alcohol because a lot of people well I don't know who I am without the alcohol well perfect now is mm-hmm. the time to find out like what is it you know you found your love for writing you know people someone else will find something else that they go oh, my goodness I forgot about this and that's what's yeah. so beautiful because you're kind of reshaping your whole being and if you've been drinking and been miserable and all that that's in the past now like what are you going to do with the rest of your life you know you've got so yeah. much to do and on that yeah, note I- you, 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 you have you know you're dedicating yourself you're writing a book I um, am yeah and you, so you, you've uh, really gone back to your passion. So tell, tell me have. a little bit more of that. Yeah, so the book um, kind of, well, to be honest, I mean, again, I have to sort of thank everyone in the group because, you know, after I don't know how many posts I'd written, people would sort of said, you know, this would make a good book, you know, you should consider writing a book, all this kind of lovely feedback. So I thought I probably should and at least try and tackle it. So. Um, yeah, that's been going really well. And obviously, like the, the whole um, coronavirus thing was kind of a weird um, sort of confluence of things for me because uh, I just sort of made the decision just before we kind of went into lockdown that I was going to focus on that 100% and try and really knock it over quickly. And so, yeah, I'm sort of at the sort of final draft stage of the book. So um, wow. I'm hoping that it'll be out in the next six months to a year, depending on um, what kind of. Uh, timeline for publishing and all that um, sort of thing, which I know nothing about, so it's all new to me. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's basically just a, a, a kind of it's like a memoir um, slash quit lit. So I'm hoping it's in a similar kind of vein to like um, the unexpected joy of being sober. That kind of like very personal, um, but also it kind of documents my first year of sobriety quite detail so I've gone back into my past but um, tried to kind of show how I got a bit of backstory to how I sort of ended up in in trouble that I did end up in and but also how I got myself out of it so that I can hopefully you know just share that experience and hopefully other people can take something from it Um, yeah and if not, hopefully it's at least entertaining and, you know, what not to do on tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yes, a musician's handbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> um, and so just to go back, if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit more about family and, you know, what, what yeah. this has done to your relationship with your wife. Because you mentioned to me that, you know, it's it was tough on your wife. And, you know, there's, to let's say, to a struggling, a person struggling with alcohol, if there is a, if if they are together married or a partner 
there is the opposite to that. There is the other person. So do you mind yeah. sharing a little bit about that and how yeah, that sure. relationship has changed and until now? Yeah, um, I think it's... I think getting sober has rescued our marriage, to be honest. Like, I think, um, I don't know, I don't know if she's ever kind of, I don't really know what's, what she's thinking. Like, we haven't talked sort of in depth about, you know, what might have been because, you know, it never, never eventuated. But I think that, um, I was, the way I was sort of heading, I mean, certainly if I'd continued music, um, the way I was and trying to sort of turn that into a career and being away for, you know, months on end and um, just, yeah, it was very reckless. And I, every time I went on tour, I just got absolutely blind drunk every day for, you know, six weeks. And then I'd come back, um, you know, quite physically changed from that and, you know, emotionally and mentally not very well. And I don't, I don't think we would have, I don't think she was um, in a happy place at all. And uh, just how unreliable I had sort of became when I drank. Um, I felt the str- the strain and um, I certainly felt like I'd created this kind of resentment and atmosphere at home that I was really uncomfortable with. And to be honest, like as I've sort of dug back through, um, you know, my life's history with alcohol, I, I've never been that comfortable with it. I don't think it's really part of, I don't think I was ever um, that comfortable with it. I felt like it, um, it was really a kind of a different identity that I slipped into and the prospect of kind of putting my marriage in jeopardy and um, being a bad father because of like what is essentially a drink that I don't really feel was very true to me at all, it just felt totally wrong. So I guess it's like one of those things where you can't see that until you've stepped outside of it. But once I kind of had a few weeks under my belt, I felt very strongly that that had kind of, that's where it was all going. And so I think if I think it's saved our marriage, to be honest, and I feel like it's made it much stronger, and it's kind of you know brought me back to a more authentic version of what I feel I am, and um, that's strengthened the relationship. So um, it's mm-hmm. been a wonderful positive. <laughs> and uh, what did she think about this whole? You know, when 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 you told her about like this whole one, you know, beer. Like, what was her? She what was, was her opinion of it? <laughs> unreservedly supportive which tells you all you need to know so Mm. there was no like uh, I'm gonna lose my drinking buddy or no um you know my old friend that we partied with because we did we you know drank plenty together and over the Mm. years and all those kinds of stuff but um yeah there was no uh sense of anything but support so just support I, that was really quite telling for me that I had a bit of an issue with it because she was just like, yep, great, do yep, it, probably. go for it. <laughs> yeah. Off you go. Yeah. I also, I, also, I also, I mean, I'd like, you know, spent so many Sundays or Mondays, you know, saying I'll never do that again that she sort of, I kind of didn't talk about it too much at the start either. I sort of like wanted to get a few weeks under my belt before I kind of opened up fully too because she'd mm-hmm. heard it all before and I didn't want to. I didn't want to bullshit her anymore. I just like was tired of doing that. So, <laughs> yeah, you want to be authentic and and true and, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It, it's hard, you know, the whole thing, promising someone else, something someone else, and then, you know, feeling like you you break that promise and that, that's never a fun thing. And mm-hmm. I, I guess that's, you know, people who come to our challenges and some people, they do blip and like, oh, it's a blip. You know, they include that into their challenge. But some people like you, they're like, no, I want a clean slate. I want, I want to feel like I've done this, you know, the whole challenge. I mean, there's nothing wrong with either way. I'd be, it's entirely uh, no. up to the individual but but um, but what you did is you literally like no no I'm going at this I'm gonna do it and clean slate and off I go and that's yeah. it's amazing you've done so well <laughs> it was it was just the, the way I felt I had to do it and I think everyone's um, got their own I, I don't you know think there's a, a right way or a wrong way I think you do no. whatever works for you and that's the whole beauty of um, of the program that you guys have developed is that it is very much. Uh, you know, it can cater for everyone. For me, I felt like I was slipping into alcoholism, like quite bad alcoholism. Uh, I know a lot of people who do it um, do it more as a challenge. You know, they feel like they're just they'd like to try life without alcohol, and I think you can cover all kinds of mm. drinking habits in that kind of way, which is really which is really good. And what I liked about the program because I, I wasn't ready to hear, even though I've, it's funny because I kind of feel like I've ended up back at like doing what AA would have told me to do, which is to stop drinking and not drink again. Um, but I, I, I wasn't ready to hear it at the time. I just wasn't, didn't want to go into something being told that I could never have another drink again. And so I liked the idea of just, you know, oh, well, a month without alcohol, I can do that. And then it was like, oh, three months, I can do three months. And then it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, a year, I could do that. And somewhere along the line, I just decided that it was better without it. So... <laughs> So yeah, we, we like people to come to that conclusion themselves. I mean, some people yeah. choose to moderate. I mean, it's entirely, but but at least we're not telling them what to do. You know, it, we're telling yeah. them, we're giving them all the tools, all the information, all that to, um, to make their own decision. We're not telling them that they are, you know, X, Y, Z, unless to do this. And and people come to their, the, people start realizing how good they're feeling. And, the, and that's yeah. essentially what will make them make the decisions what's next for them you know exactly yeah and I think that uh you know being told I think sometimes the labels can be you know more problems uh you know make more problems for you and um yeah I didn't I never liked the kind of alcoholic label or I don't know I just felt like it was very hard hardcore and I wasn't really ready to face that even though looking back on it like you know if you're drinking kind of two bottles of wine a day every day that's definitely alcoholism and I'm perfectly happy to admit that now but at the time mm. I was like no I'm just you know I could justify it everyone else is doing it that's what we tell yeah, ourselves right? me. <laughs> I know people that have drunk uh, that drink more than me uh, you know all those kinds of yeah. things but, yeah but essentially it, it's not about what you drink it's all about here it's, yeah. it's, it's about you know mind body mind body and soul it's what's going on in your head what what's making you you know drink that much what's making you reach for another one but it you know once you start dissecting that and realizing that yeah. you know you can go back and find your true persona you know exactly. your true your true authentic self yeah and one of the things that i have found extremely like one of the reasons i don't like i don't think i'll try and moderate is um that kind of internal negotiation like after i'd had one drink and then i'd be like Oh, I could have another one. Oh, I better not. Like that constant debate after I'd had one drink, um, I found really quite taxing after all these years. And I feel like it just occupied too much of my intellectual 
activity. It was just this constant yeah. negotiation. And so getting rid of that to me was like wonderful. And that's why I haven't bothered to tr- even try moderating yet. And I doubt I will just because I, I, I like that silence. It's just not there. It's just, and one of the things I did pick up from AA that I love is that uh, you only need to say no to one drink. Like you just need to say no to the first one and that's it. And uh, that's been a motto that I've really lived by. I don't have to worry about the second, third, fourth negotiation. I just say no to the first one and that's that. Doors shut. Yeah. Don't need to worry about it. So um, when I was out uh, with friends or anything like that, I just found that um, after that one kind of, of initial surge of about 10 minutes where everyone's getting their first drinks and everything you just have to ride that out just not get that first drink and then they're all starting to get drunk and you know by 10 minutes later no one cares and it's great yeah. and you've you've passed the worst of it and you can carry and you start on feeling like and you, st- you you realize you have just as much fun as anyone else um and you 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 have Definitely. as much fun you have as much fun as anyone else and you and then after a little while you start feeling like oh i'm gonna feel good they're not gonna feel good tomorrow i'm gonna feel great tomorrow. <laughs> and that makes me a little bit better. yeah and then and then <laughs> and by the time you know like 11 o'clock um, rolls around you know people are talking complete nonsense and it's time to go home so yeah exactly you jump in the car and drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is, honestly um, i find never it gets old, extremely liberate never gets old <laughs> no. and that no, was um and that, that's actually that's one of the things I, I that was the time at which I loved that really solidified my decision was that drive home knowing that I got home safely and that I could get up the next morning go for a run go to the gym do something completely different to how I would have been if I was drinking that was where it started the change started really solidifying that was there they were the moments where you sort of hang on to it and go that you know first hour of discomfort or first 10 minutes of discomfort was really worth it for that, you know, that drive home and, and the sober hangover-free uh, weekend mornings, which are just never get old. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I thought about what you said there about it's about, you know, just if you're strong enough to say no initially. And I've, I've given this tough tip to people is keep, make yourself busy that first hour because it's only like to say, let's say, a first half an hour, hour is busy. Be the one that gives drinks to everyone else. So be busy. Help out if you're at a barbecue. Help out in the kitchen. Don't just stand yeah. around for people to shove drinks in your face and believe. But like, here you go. Just be active. Like, do stuff because it'll mm. pass. Like, before exactly. you know it, you're not even going to think of it, you know. Um, yeah. Just keeping yourself busy. You'll get past it and you feel so empowered. <laughs> that's that's right. And and for me, um, like, the socializing aspect wasn't probably as tough as music to me was the, the one that was really difficult. Like, so when I would arrive at a venue and set up my drums and everything and get ready, do sound check and whatever, that was all fine because, I, like you said, I was busy, had something to do, had a mission, you know, had something to occupy mm-hmm. myself with. It was the idle hands between setup and if there were a few bands on and then you'd finally play like maybe three hours later. That was the time to me that was really uncomfortable and mm-hmm. that was the time when, when when we were touring a lot that I would get absolutely hammered that was always the time like uh where drinks would flow and you know because I was bored basically and I was you know after you know 36 nights or whatever in a row of watching other people's bands you get bored of it you get sick of the whole atmosphere 
So you just get drunk to kind of. And you get free time. beer, free beer all the time. And you, you get go. free beer. Here you go. Everyone yeah, else is doing it. And exactly. You stuff left and right. Yeah, and, and I, you I have, know, shots and all kinds of yeah, stuff. So, of course. Yeah. So that to me was that. really. That was a hard. That was a hard one to get my head around. So I, I had to do other things. Step outside, call mm. someone, get on, um, get on the group, and you know, post something. Yeah. Just thinking to kind of get out of that situation. And I also realized that you know, if I go off and have to go for a walk for a couple of hours, even if, or just go off and leave, or go home and have a nap or anything, no one's going to care. So I just started doing that, and yeah. Yeah, got me through the kind of worst of it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you. So you, you, when you realize that, oh, no one else cares. Actually, like I'm worried that people are gonna care. People don't actually care because they're so busy. But people only ever care what they what they're doing, right? So if you're actually yeah. triggering, you're if you're making someone uncomfortable, it's because you're triggering something within them. You're making them uncomfortable because probably they're feeling like they drink too much more, so they're gonna like put um, um, put that on you. But yeah. when when you since becoming sober within the music business, did you find that you actually saw that? Oh, actually, that person doesn't drink either. Or oh, that person. Or because we just assume that everyone in the music business they're all just party, party, party. And when you're partying, maybe that's what you think. But when you don't drink, did you find that there was actually a couple of people who don't actually drink or drink that much, or you know? Absolutely, everywhere. Like, yeah, like you said, like there's heaps of people um, in the music industry and I'm sure in many industries uh, that are seen as, you know, big drinking industries. Um, yeah, they're, they're not drinking, they're not partying, they're just there for love of music or, um, yeah, absolutely. It was really interesting. Um, but, I mean, the other thing, like my band itself, like two of the guys in the band didn't really drink. The lead singer didn't drink at all. And our lead guitarist drank very minimally and would drive us home um, and, and the bass player would be getting, you know, hammered. So <laughs> I, actually toured, I actually toured around the world with someone who doesn't drink alcohol and never has. So it was very, you know, it's, a, it, it's funny how much you can get in that bubble, even within a bubble where you're spending so much time together. And, um, yeah, I actually thought back on, on his experience of me and I thought he must have just got so exasperated with me getting that drunk every night. And that was also yeah. I was going to say, have you, ever, have you ever spoken to him about it after since becoming sober? Well, Do you ever? No, I mean, I, I, we, yeah, we sort of, the band kind of ran, ran, into, ran out of steam about six months after we got back. So, mm. yeah, I did. I spoke to him about it. Um, he was always very... He was always quite nice about it, to be honest. Um, he never kind of said that it bothered him or anything. So I'm sure that he was hanging on to a bit of resentment from all of that <laughs> behaviour, though. Because yeah, I mean, yeah, we got up to yeah, we got up to no good at all. So. <laughs> Fair enough. But that's the thing. We all have lived a life, and that's the, uh, one of the important things to remember is that we, if we have baggage, we see as we perceive as baggage. Use that as fuel. Use that as, you know, I you know, I know I've lived a life that's awesome. What do I do for myself now to feel even better, you know, the best I can about myself and do the best I can with my future? No matter what yeah. age you are, it's never too late to hit the reset button and go like, right, what do I do next? Because a lot of people tend to dwell a lot about like, oh gosh, I messed up this and this and this and did this, whereas they should be focusing on, right, 
today's that day one. What what's next? Mm. Who cares? Yeah. You know, you, you know, keep keep all. I, I keep everything I have in, in a little bag. I'm like, that's this is my past. It's awesome. It's made me into who I am today, and it, it helps me with what I'm going to do with the future. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, yeah, looking at the past is kind of like, you know, all the all taking all the positives out of it is kind of quite amazing. And, I, and that's one thing I love about the group is just seeing how some of the things that people have lived through is just staggering. Like uh, there's so many stories there that are just like, wow, I can't, you know, I can't believe that people have actually, you know, made it through that and much worse stories than I've ever experienced. And I think that that's um, part of the power is that you sort of see people um, live through those kinds of things and you can start to take a bit of heart, not, not in a competitive like way or like saying, oh, you know, that person's had a tougher life. I should shut up. And you know, it's not like that. It's much more. Um, it's yeah. It's much more supportive than that. It's more about you know encouraging people and um, you know taking the the good bits of your past, like you said, and 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 grabbing the future. And I think that one of the great things as well is the age um, spread over one year. No beer is quite big, and you see people, you know. Um, getting rid of alcohol in their twenties or you know fifties, sixties, even in their seventies, and you think, well, it isn't ever too late to stop drinking, and it's a great thing to witness. Really, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, I love seeing that. I love seeing people that are just like, oh, no, I'm not going to just drink forever. It's not, you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, get rid of it now, <laughs> which is good. That's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. It's great to hear that from you. You know, as as a member, because that's what we see, and that's what we love so much about our group is the diversity, and how you know, like you have the twenty somethings and the seventy something, and they're all like commenting on each other's posts, and you know, there's no discrimination in between ages or genders. Everyone just is just uber supportive because I think everyone finds, like you're saying, support in each other's journey and be like, hang on a minute, yes, I got this. You know it spurs people on and and you have you know when you're having a tough time people will just shower you with it you know it is a beautiful thing to see so it's good to hear that from you as well as a member for sure yeah no it's a, it's a yeah it's, a, it's one of the things i've enjoyed about it um the most actually is yeah connecting with people from all around the world and all different kind of ages and stages and different um different stories and different lives so yeah it's been really fascinating actually <laughs> awesome um, so what I'd like to kind of wrap this uh, podcast up with is um, what would your words of wisdom, words of support be to our newbie members who are listening to this podcast, people who are either in the beginning of the pod, in the beginning of the challenge or they reset once or twice or, you know, what are your words of wisdom for them? Um, I guess to to use the group as much as you can, as much as you need, um, you know, to not feel bad that you're like taking up too much airtime or that you're, you feel like you shouldn't post or feel like you, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I was always a bit worried at the start that I was like posting too much and I, you know, didn't want to. And then I just sort of at some point just thought, well, if I need to do it every day, then I have to do what I need to do. And if people are, um, are going to be as supportive as they were, then, you know, it can't be a bad thing. So I guess, um, you know, be brave and, and post. Uh, don't be afraid that you're going to get, um, you know, people being anything but supportive because that's mostly what I've seen. I mean, obviously, 
Um, there are times when people rub each other up the wrong way or whatever that we're, you know, humans, we're bound to do that. Um, and also to make connections with people like people that um, post regularly or that you've commented on their posts or whatever, don't feel afraid of shooting them a private message and, and you know, because that, that's been one of the other things that it, uh, has helped me so much is the private messages from people that I've, you know, um, either started with or people that just wanted to um, reach out and um, share their story or, um, you know, some of the old, um, some of the people that had been around longer as well, just kind of reaching out and saying, you know, you're doing the right things or, you know, message me if you need. And I've tried to, um, you know, pass that on and, you know, reach out to newer members and say that I'm always there if they need to reach out. Or, um, so I guess it's using Lovely. using the people, using the connections, make the connections and then um, don't be afraid to, to call on them. That's what we're all there that's for. Good. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's lovely advice. Thank you so much. And thank you again for coming on the podcast. And oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, um, thank yeah. you for being such an active member and keep on inspiring. Ah, and promise me when you've got that book done and dusted, you send us a copy. <laughs> absolutely. We absolutely. We can't wait. Can't wait. You know, it's it's, oh. it's going to be great to see. It's it's lovely oh. hearing your story and sure no, it's thank you. Well. I appreciate it. And I've, um, you know, obviously mentioned my new no beer in the book because it's, you know, obviously been Yay! the kind of the way <laughs> the way I've uh, done this. So I thought, you know, had to kind of mention you and. Um, oh, that's yeah, awesome! Thank you. Because it's been it's been an amazing experience, and you know, it's not something I would have done uh, without you know um, getting off alcohol, and so. I kind of owe it to you guys. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> and a... you're doing what we're doing. What we want to, we want to empower people all over the world to help other people quit the booze and reset button. And this is essentially what's happening here. You're in Melbourne, yeah. Australia, and you it's filtering out and spreading for you there. And then what more can we ask for? It's This is what we are doing. There are so many people within the OMB community who either set up their own podcast about not drinking or written you know, a book or set up a, you know, a coaching business, whatever. All, all of that has come from one year no beer and connections and learning and stuff and so what we're doing is working so it's so good to hear <laughs> it, it really is it, it really is working and it's like I think that um one of the things that I I remember Andy saying uh was very early on when I, I listened to a podcast of his was was just to like give it a go like try living without alcohol and just see because and that, that was the thing I'd never tried it like had all these ideas about what it would be like and um, what, you know, sobriety would look like and boring and it would make me a bore and it would make me, you know, uh, no fun and all this kind of stuff. But I actually had nothing to compare drinking to. So that thing is like even if you're slightly curious about it, I think it's a great thing to try because it just gives you something to – alcohol will always be there. It's um, not going anywhere. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can go back to drinking if you don't like being sober and you know I'm sure plenty of people will do that but um, there are also plenty of us that won't and you know sobriety will grab them and you know that'll be that <laughs> that's awesome oh Drew thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in today uh, members you might be aware of what Drew is uh, what, what he's doing and his post within the group if you are a member Go and search his name in the group and you can find all of his awesome posts 
And for those who are not members but curious, keep your ears and eyes out for Drew Shaper's. Well, Andrew Shaper, actually. I guess the book will be Andrew. Um, I maybe. don't know yet. I haven't. I haven't actually decided. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but Andrew or Drew Shaper, uh, title to be confirmed. But title yeah, to be confirmed. <laughs> I think. I think exactly. at the moment the working title is after party that's what it's called so Ooh, i yeah. like that that's a good yeah. that's a strong title yes that so that's the working review. title for the moment so keep your eye out for that <laughs> everyone who tuned in thank you so much andrew thanks again for coming on the podcast and oh, thanks Jen. my pleasure everyone tune in for the next podcast coming up and say a big thanks to drew for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. One